Hey y'all, you know what time it is. It's time for the pop-up podcast. If you've been sleeping under a rock and you haven't watched the last two episodes, the pop-up podcast is literally a podcast for entrepreneurs in the Omaha metro area. It was started by me, Miranda Taylor, and the founding members of Pop-Up Commons, which you're going to hear from one of them here shortly. We want to showcase all the amazing entrepreneurs here in Omaha and hear their stories and hear their life advice and just be awesome because that is what this is about. It's about showcasing how amazing the people around us are. So speaking of amazing people around us, I'm going to introduce one of my co-founders who is literally my first best friend in Omaha, Nebraska, and here she is. I know I don't sound the same, but this is Rosa Kennedy, one of your co-founders for Pop-Up Commons, here doing life the way I like it, enjoying every little bit of time with the people that I care about, and we have an amazing guest today. I get to introduce Tracy Corwin, and I'm going to let her tell you about herself, but I happen to have a friend that we have in common, and she put me in contact with Tracy. Tracy, tell us about you. So my name is Tracy Corwin, and I'm the founder of Restore Beauty Wigs. Um, I just opened it about two months ago. Um, I've been working in the wig industry for 22 years and working for somebody else, and I decided um, after a health scare in September that I was going to take a break from helping people. I needed to help myself. And so um, I took a couple months off, and in January I decided I'm bored, I need to help people again, I've got to do something different, and I quit my job working for somebody else. And I didn't decide I was going to open up my own business until August. I just kind so of So what was it that out. decision like? Like, is this something that you had in mind, or is this something that... Just out of the blue was like, it's happening, it, I just need to do it. I always wanted to own my own business, but I was working for somebody else, and I didn't think I was capable. Capable is a big one. So we will be talking quite a bit of capable because that is our word for um, our affirmation card. But tell what else? Like, what was that moment like? deciding from not feeling capable of like being an entrepreneur and business owner, like what made you make the jump? So I'm getting older. We all are. And I thought I'm 52. Which I I cannot believe. If I don't do it now, what am I going to do? Wait till I'm 60, 70? What? I needed to do it for myself. I needed to prove to myself that I could do it and that I was capable of running a business because I ran a business for somebody for 22 years. This was a challenge for me and I needed a challenge. And um, I just jumped into it. My husband was like, okay, whatever you want to do. <laughs> He's very supportive, and um, I'm just figuring it out as I go. I mean, I had a plan, but 
being a business owner is, it's a big step. You guys know. It's, it's hard. It's like, whoa, I'm jumping off the edge here. So when you jumped off the edge, which I talk to business owners about this all the time or people who are questioning it, it's like you're on the, the edge of the cliff, right? Mm -hmm. And you don't know how deep that bottom is. And there's always this moment, like right after you do it, that you're like, oh, shit. By the way, we can cuss on this podcast. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> where you're like, oh, shit. What did I just do? Oh, so yeah. I'm very curious. That. I'm very curious how you got through that moment now that you're two months into your business or are you going through that moment? What is, what is that like for you? I went through that moment about four weeks ago. I just woke up and I thought, I'm not getting any business. I'm, you know, people aren't calling me. Uh, what am I doing wrong? What did, did I make a mistake? Did, you know, what am I doing wrong? And I sat myself down and I wrote up what I needed to do to get business and I said to myself, can I do these things to get people to call me, to get people interested? So I started like researching how to, you know, figure out reels, Instagram reels. I took a class and I just started educating myself on business things. But that's how I got through that like moment of I can't do this. Like I had to talk myself off that ledge, like back up. And you can do this. You can do this. You did it for 22 years for somebody else. Why can't, you know, you, you can do it. Um, and then I just moved forward. And it's amazing how when you change your mindset of positivity, if you think positive thoughts, positive things happen. And people started calling and I started getting appointments. Like my phone would go off and I'm like, oh, I got another appointment. This is awesome. So it's all about mindset, I think. Very much so. And we have talked about mindset here before, and I agree that it has to do a big part of the mindset. I also have to say, being fairly new business owners ourselves, mm -hmm. for Miranda, this wasn't new, new in the um, way of like dealing with yourself and she sells it's I was gonna say she sells herself, but that's not she sells uh, I keep her. my clothes on. I want everybody to um, know. So There's no only fans. Exactly. So as a realtor, she is the face of her business and she is upfront and so she has a lot of knowledge that I didn't quite know of like how to be a one band one man band. Mm -hmm. So like multitasking in a, in a way that you're not just the face of your business. It's like you are the financial advisor, you are the planner, you are the one that pays the bills. So things that I'm used to others doing for me in the line of work that I have chosen to work. Now that I'm an entrepreneur, having all of those hats or instruments. I forgot what analogy I was going for. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean. Having all of that for yourself, it's overwhelming. Yes. And I feel like that you know, early burnt out moment happens out of uh, nerves, has to do with nerves, have to be with doubt and just doubting yourself that yeah. you are capable to make it past those hard initial steps. Mm -hmm. But I feel like 
knowing you the little bit that I know you, which is fairly the time that you yeah. have been a business owner. Mm -hmm. Even from our first few interactions, I would have never guessed that you are that new into your own business. Mm -hmm. And yes, you were in the same line of work, but I mean, I just already look forward to like learn more about the services that I have heard from you and um, from some of your clients. And I'm already referring. I, I didn't quite know like, okay, I know that she's new because mm -hmm. I learned that. So it's like, are you ready for business? Because I oh, have yeah. the next person ready to like give as a reference. Yeah, I think um, being an entrepreneur, you have to, like you said, you have to wear all the hats or the one man band. But what I learned just in the two months that I've, I guess it's been almost three months, I've learned that the things that you don't know how to do, there's people out there that can help you. And so that has taken a lot of stress off of me. Like, like I don't have to be everything. You can ask for help. And there's so many people out there that will help you. And yes, sometimes you have to pay for help, but there's a lot of people that will help you and not, you know, charge you for it. And Just one, advice. And one of those things that, like, you know, I put in practice is, like, sometimes you have to take that leap of faith, right? You have to be on that edge, right? Yeah. You're going to have those oh shit moments, but especially when you are running a business, sometimes you're like, okay, here's $500. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is $500. And to some people, you know, that have lots of money, that might be a $5 bill, right? To people who aren't that way, like, that's $500. But I need to invest this. I need this to invest this into my business. I know that I'm not going to get it back, but I'm hoping to get it back tenfold because of what I'm doing with this. Mm -hmm. And that support is like all around you. And I feel like in any business, there's somebody in your budget, like with yeah. whatever you need, whether yeah. it's socials, whether it's like assistance. Like mm -hmm. the second I got an assistant, oh my gosh, <laughs> like that was life changing for me mm -hmm. because I don't have executive functioning skills. I'm brilliant right. and I feel comfortable saying that confidently. But, like, I don't have the executive functioning skills to keep up with my brilliance. Right. And it's very hard for me sometimes to wear all of these hats and then be like, oh, my God, what order do I do these operations? And I have this strategy, but I can't implement this myself. I can boss somebody else around and right. tell them what to do. Really good at that. <laughs> but when it comes to me, that executive functioning is just gone. And... That was a hard lesson I had to learn about myself. And then, you know, I honestly am kind of codependent on my assistant. I really do rely on them to do a lot. And so they deserve all the gratitude and all the appreciation because they're phenomenal. And they are a part of me now. They're a part of my business. Mm -hmm. You may not be seen on the front lines, but I knew I needed to invest in myself. And that was the hardest thing I've ever done because the zeros that were behind that one <laughs> were difficult for me, but I got it back tenfold. And as an entrepreneur, like learning that sometimes while you are capable, that's not a hat you should wear. I think that discernment is probably <clears throat> one of the hardest things to learn because we want to do it all. Yeah, we want to make sure that everything's done correctly because we see the long-term goal. But I think um, trying to do everything, you're so scattered and it's like you can't, you know, do what you do best. And what I do best is 
helping women get through that really rough time of hair loss. I replace their hair. I talk them through all of that, give them the confidence to go out and be their confident self again. And that's what I do best. I don't do, you know, the advertising, the, you know, the website build. Like someone's building my website. I tried to build it. It's just like, you know, I had people telling me, oh, yeah, it's so easy. You can do that. And I'm like, no, I can't do that. And I know I can't. So I'm going to hire someone to do that. And I found someone within my budget and they're working on it now. So hopefully that'll be up and running soon. But um, it took so much stress off of me because I didn't have to, like, try to figure that out while I'm trying to work with customers. So my main focus and my passion is with the customer. I want to ask a few questions yeah. because I would have been a customer mm -hmm. of the services that you provide a year ago mm -hmm. when I lost my hair temporarily. I knew it was a temporary I knew um, going through hair loss was going to be, in a way, a big part, even though I'm not a vain person. But it was a big part, not just because of the way that I would look at myself, but the way society looks at you when you don't have hair and you're a female. So I do want to maybe summarize, in a way, um, and maybe I'll ask a few of the questions mm -hmm. because even after, like for me, it was temporarily hair is growing. I'm not 100% loving the way my hair looks. So it's like, what are some of the options for people like me that are going through like, okay, you know, hair is growing, but what yeah. do I get full wigs or what do I get? I know that we did a little teaser when mm -hmm. we did the Facebook Live of what you get to wear. Mm -hmm. The other thing is there are other diseases and other immuno, um, what's the word that I'm Auto looking Autoimmune disorders yeah. that make you lose your hair completely or partially, mm -hmm. which I would say partial hair loss is worse because it's almost like it's more evident. Yeah. So tell, tell us so about it. There's um, something called alopecia and there's different um, different degrees of alopecia. There's like alopecia areata, which is like spotty hair loss. Women, you know, tend to lose. Um, it's usually stress induced. Um, can be, you know, um, diet or, you know, there's many reasons people lose hair. And I'm not a doctor. I don't claim to be. I don't cure baldness i i replace hair that was that was lost so um, autoimmune disorders alopecia areata is the spotting sometimes those spots come and go and so a woman like that can wear like a little hair piece to kind of you know cover that up sometimes those spots get bigger and sometimes those spots connect and then it causes and then it can be total hair loss alopecia universalis there's alopecia totalis um, that you're losing all hair on your whole body. And that can be a permanent thing. Um, and so my heart really goes out to women that have permanent hair loss um, because they don't know if they're going to get it back ever. And so to me, they're lifelong customers. And, um, and I'm, their, I'm their hairdresser <laughs> for hopefully as long as... They will have me. We go to yeah. hairdressers to yeah. upkeep the hair that we have. Right. So if you don't have hair, 
you kind of miss out on that. I mean, mm -hmm. like going to the hairstylist to get your hair cut and colored or whatever is a luxury. It's fun. I enjoy that. I love to get my hair done. Sometimes I don't do it as often as I should. But um, so for a woman who doesn't have hair, they miss out on that. So I give them that opportunity to come in. I can work on their wigs. I can, you know, um, help them through that really hard time of just just experiencing going to the stylist again. Um, so I don't do regular hair. My focus is wigs and toppers. So um, I is that part of your experience then? Yeah, just being overall in cosmetology. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. So for me to go back into the salon and start cutting people's hair and hair that's attached to their head, bio hair is what we call that. I would not want to do that. Yes, that's a service that you can provide to people, but providing hair for someone who's lost their hair is so rewarding. It is just the best job in the world. I've said that for 22 years. I love doing that. I love being that woman's um, support person during that time. I was going to say, I feel just, like you have a different type of connection that it goes beyond the um, one appointment every so yeah. often. You establish a really yeah. strong relationship mm -hmm. with that person because you know what journey they're going through. Right. And right. you're part of it. So um, Let's see. It was in 2015. So whatever, how many years that was ago, um, I decided that I had been thinking about this for a couple of years. I wanted to experience not having hair, which for some people, they're just like, what do you, what do you, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to experience not having hair? I have a head of hair. It's not the best hair. I've always struggled with my hair over the years, but I decided in 2015, I think it was 2015, might've been 2014, that I was going to shave my head so that I could experience what my customers were experiencing. And it was, it was life-changing for me because people treat you differently. I did social experiments where I would, I would go out without hair, without a wig on. I wore a wig most of the time when I shaved my head, but I went out of the house like without hair and, and people were so nice to me. And they would ask me, oh, are you sick? Are you going through chemo? I went through chemo five years ago. And people assume because a woman is bald that they're going through chemo. But there's so many other reasons why women lose hair. And, you know, some choose to shave their head. And that's what I told people when they would ask me if I was okay. Or I would say, no, what do you mean? Am I okay? I just shaved my head because I wanted to shave my head. And people were like, why would you do that? Like, I don't know. It'll grow back. My hair will grow back. A lot of my customers, their hair is not going to grow back. I learned through my experience that, yes, it's a social mm -hmm. experiment of how people react to a female. Yeah. And it's a female without hair. Mm -hmm. um, also wearing the different things when they know it's uh, a wig or fake hair like the questions or the sometimes they don't even question it but the assumptions i guess they yeah. come with it mm -hmm. so i remember when i went through my treatment one of the things of solidar solidarity that miranda was planning to do was actually go through the process of shaving her hair with me would it let uh, me I did not because I know that once, I mean, I would have 
appreciated and she did an amazing crazy haircut that I know symbolized big time but even like through the moment of like sharing that you would share or shave your head for somebody it's like uh, that's you know that's plenty because it it's I knew it was gonna change my life and I mean at this time last year my pictures have just the little studs mm -hmm. and they're hard to see yeah. and for me personally yes they reminded me of the journey that I went through mm -hmm. but for the people that have the permanent hair loss or they're going through the thinning of the hair post trauma or post something accidents mm -hmm. scars yeah. I, mean, I imagine there are numerous <clears throat> and yeah. i have way more sensitivity to assume now that i see people there are plenty of people by choice mm -hmm. and i always now in my head don't even question it yeah. because it's like it can be choice. It can yeah. be something that they're going through in treatment or it can be just a permanent thing mm -hmm. that that's their new way of living, which we happen to know um, a common friend that lives with alopecia. Mm -hmm. And she is just a beautiful person and we just know it. Yeah. Just have to get to know the person beyond that right. exterior. But yeah. And I think it's like one of those things like, we judge people by like their cover all the time mm -hmm. and you know i'm thankful that like that's not something that i do and i get to know somebody a lot before i like say okay you're a little weird you know i want to get to know your weirdness like what what yeah. is this like who's the person behind this like i think a lot of people put a lot of pressure on their looks and it's amazing to see just like even our life experience together right what that did for me i look back at those pictures of you and i'm like oh you look so different but like i remember that rosa each one of those times like you were still rosa and that didn't matter to me it didn't matter if you were bald it didn't matter like what you look like like i knew you were going through something hard but like at the end of the day you're still you and you're still beautiful regardless and I think people forget that sometimes. You can be rough around the edges if you want to shave your head and just be bald. Right, right. That's cool. Cool on you. I love it. I love the edginess. I wish I was capable of that. I'm not. Um, you know, but I think sometimes we need to accept ourselves for who we are. And, you know, again, we're capable of amazing things for who we are. And we need to highlight that and stop worrying about what other people think. Right. Exactly. Do you. Do you. Um, so we have an affirmation card today, and I'm going to read it. It says, today I'm capable. Today I will accomplish every goal that I set for myself. And I think this is an amazing card for Tracy because she is so new in her business. So I would love to hear some of these goals that you want to accomplish in this new year and what's coming. So my five-year goal is to help as many women as possible. And I know that sounds like way out there, like, but have a way of um, my long-term goal is to get the word out there about hair pieces and wigs. Because a lot of people, you know, you, you see them online and you see, you know, people talk about wigs and hair pieces, but for the women that really need them, you can't just go buy one online. 
you can and it might fit and it might look okay and it might be the right color it might be the right size but most of the time it's not and so being able to help them with sizing it customizing it so it looks like them going down a rabbit hole here but um, five-year goal is to educate hairstylists on these products for women so that not only myself can help people but hairstylists that are really like me that want to help people there's a lot of them out there that really want to help their customers and they don't know how to help their customers if they're going through chemo or they're you know losing their hair because of stress or medication or you know whatever so my goal is to educate as many hairstylists as possible in the next five years to um, so that those hairstylists can help women so not only me I can't help every woman that needs help I'm only one person so educating those um, hairstylists on what's available and, and training them to work with customers and do what I do well and from the standpoint of you wanting to help so many people like the connection that a hairstylist has with their client is just exactly. incredible in general mm -hmm. and like from a marketing standpoint you know that's how you're going to be able to help the most yeah. people is because you're going directly to the person who right. would who would know exactly who I foresee <laughs> um, like something kind of incredible maybe you having some glasses here yeah that's um, I'm, I'm actually having my first open house um, for hairstylists at a little small restaurant out in 180th and Q Devil Egg Company. Oh, I love Isn't that Rachel. The best place? Oh, yeah. I know Rachel's amazing. She's yeah. the shit. And um, Rachel's opening up another location down in Texas, and so she's not going to be there. But um, we sat down and talked about, you know, um, actually coming up with a nonprofit to help women with wigs. Too. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. So, so that's in the works too. So I, yes. I have a lot to do. Um, I don't have a timeline on that, but. Okay. Um, I just think, that I think idea. it'll happen. It's just a matter of connecting with the right people and um, getting that taken care of. So yes. Well, and like I told you, the space is magical. You ask, and it you is. shall receive. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, we. It's all about mindset. It is. It's that mindset shift. I think, literally, the second you start asking for the things you want out of life instead of the mm -hmm. things that you don't. Things happen, and yeah. then you start putting those things into action, and then that's when it gets scary, because that's when you're sitting on the side of these cliffs, and you're right. like, okay, am I jumping, or what am I doing here? <laughs> it doesn't look as scary no. when things start to happen. No, it doesn't. It takes away all that, like, cleans the dirt away. That's how I see it. I see it as a clear path to my goal. Which, and for that being a five-year goal, like, that's totally a smart goal. What is that? You know, <laughs> yeah. simple, measurable. I don't have it all written up yet, but that's where I want to be. Mm -hmm. Which, uh, you could do that easy. Yeah, and I think so. I, I just see it. Like, I like I can, like, visualize, like, mm -hmm. this whole entire thing, and I'm going to be like, well, she went on our podcast. I knew her <laughs> once. Magical room. <laughs> One of the things that I think is so amazing that you do and, and that you kind of brought to light is about like that education piece because I've learned so much, both funny and not funny, um, in the hour and a half that we have mm -hmm. spent together um, about just like hair in general and like how these hair pieces work. And 
something that just kind of like dawned on me is like, you know, I'm kind of lucky. Like my hair is thick. Yeah, you have hair. I have to get it thinned out, okay, um. in order for me to like survive. Otherwise, it's just so hot. But I just think it's incredible because I didn't know that there was just like these things that you could just yeah. like clip into your head. So if you want to have like that full voluminous, beautiful yes, look, you can, you can have whatever hair you want. So it's not even just like if you're sick or things like right. that. It is right. literally for somebody who just you know maybe you're not happy with yourself. And I have I have this rule, you know. You know, if you're not happy with something about yourself, you have two options. Mm -hmm. Either come to terms with it and you'd be like, I love myself for whatever this may be, yeah. or you change it. And so that gives an opportunity for somebody to find that pathway to change something if they really want to. And, like, I'm staring at Tracy and, like, literally she's, like, one of the most beautiful 52-year-olds <laughs> I've ever met in my life. Um, Stop it. And her hair is gorgeous. Like the topper that she has on, and she you colored it to, mm -hmm. to match. So, is that a service you provide too? Yes. Or yeah. so you will you? So I know you talked about how you don't costume. I don't work on bodies. Okay. I work on hair pieces that are not attached to the head. So, um, so if I were to come in and be like match this color, yes, like match my hair color, mm -hmm. you would do that. Mm -hmm. Okay. I might be able to order it that way. I could custom order it. I could color it that I could take a hair piece that I currently have and, and color it to match your hair um, so yeah that gave me another question and mm -hmm. I feel like I know the answer but from your services human hair or um, is synthetic it synthetic yeah. so I, I do sell both okay um, pros I and cons yeah pro you know synthetic has its um, Pros and cons. Synthetic is easy to work with. Um, it's not as comfortable as human hair. It doesn't breathe like human hair. So if you have, you know, if, if it's something that you're going to wear long term, like, you know, for longer than a year, I would definitely go with human hair. Um, but there's also, you know, synthetic is more affordable than human hair. I was going to say. So. It's an investment if yeah, you know you're is. going to be using this hair piece. Yeah. For... So I always tell women that have permanent hair loss, it's a grieving cycle that you have to go through when you lose your hair. Um, there's those, the five stages of grieving, and we won't go through all that, but um, you don't have hair, you're not going to the hairstylist. So say you went to the hairstylist and got your hair colored every six weeks. Now you don't have hair to color anymore. So figure out what it costs you to take care of your hair for a year or two years, and you spend that on your wig. Yes, it's a bigger upfront investment, but you don't have to pay that out every month. Um, it's kind of, um, I think sometimes women don't think about that. They think about, oh, I, you know, I don't have hair and I've got to buy this, you know, wig that's really expensive and... Um, but they don't think that, okay, this wig is going to last you a year to two years, maybe three years, depending on how often you wear it. So you're spending that money up front instead of long term. So I think sometimes that helps with that price tag because it, it can be expensive to wear human hair. Synthetics, you know, they range from 100 up to 600 and then human hair starts at 600 and goes up depending on what you're getting. So I will try to get them what they can afford. I mean, I work with many suppliers.
I'm working on developing my own line of wigs and hair pieces well, so I'm that I can keep that. that keep those prices lower. So because all wigs come from a factory in China or Indonesia and they're purchased from a manufacturer and then the manufacturer sells them to the wig place and then the wig place sells them to the customer. So there's like three different people that are you know, a piece of the if pie. I could yeah, if I could cut out the middleman, then I have the one man show. Yeah, the one man show. <laughs> See? I'm just picturing you with a bunch of wigs and scissors <laughs> and uh, doing it all, but not in a human body right. is what I'm picturing. But it's on a mannequin just head. Hair. Yeah. So. I'm grateful for what happened to me. Uh, um, in September of last year, I had a health scare where um, I was really stressed out. I had been traveling for work and um, wasn't feeling good and then my body just decided to have a heart attack and um, that really like I was at the hospital when it happened so that I knew I needed to get to the hospital and um, it wasn't as bad as it could have been if I wasn't there so you know I'm grateful for that and I'm grateful for what it taught me about myself how I needed to make changes in my life. So I decided to start my own business where, you know, there's no stress. Stop no lying. <laughs> Do you see my face right now? Owning a business is probably, it's I would say, the most stressful, stressful thing ever. But it's my stress. Right. It's not, I don't have, I don't have to um, manage people. Um, I'm a one-woman show. And, you know, eventually it'll get bigger than that. But um, right now it's where I need it to be um, for and, me. And so. when it gets to that point, remember how, what we talked yeah. about in the beginning? Network. You know, yeah. you, you find, you put the people in the right places right. where they need to be. Yeah. You don't have to do everything. That's right. That's right. And thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Omaha is a great place for it the is. networking. It is. The collaborations. The yeah. Um, share your story and somebody else, the right person will mm -hmm. hear the story. And that's a big part of this podcast Yeah, is to be able to get to know who's already available in our community that even if we don't need personally, we can pass on yeah. the information and connect the people that are seeking these services, these uh, products. Mm -hmm. So we appreciate you. Yeah. And, it's one of those things that I'm one of those people, the more I talk about something, the more it becomes real, mm -hmm. you know? So like all of those dreams and manifestations that like other entrepreneurs have, I think it's so important that you take that leap of faith and like you're, you're living proof of it, right? Like, I think yeah. a lot of people feel that like they need some kind of change. They're tired of working for them, working for somebody else and they want to work for themselves and they want to handle that stress. And yeah. sometimes it's, nice when it's not something scary that yeah. that pushes you over that edge right that gets yeah. you past whatever is keeping you from jumping but sometimes it takes something scary to mm -hmm. do that for such a wake people. up call yeah i wake up like oh okay i gotta make some changes like for me my wake up call was my daughter yeah like if i wouldn't have had my daughter i probably would be climbing all sorts of ladders in corporate america mm -hmm. right now being whatever yeah. that would look like, which I even imagine that right now I want to throw up. Huh? Sounds disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't 
don't even want to think about that. Let's change the subject. <laughs> but like with Rosa too, like we would have never opened up Pop-Up Commons had, yeah, right. had it not been for that wake-up call, right? We, you know, and I think sometimes people have to listen to those those, yeah. those body things, you know, when something is going on and you feel icky or you don't feel well, like not necessarily even at the doctor, but like in your yeah. life, like if something doesn't feel right, it's probably not right. So you probably should like figure out what that is before moving forward. And it's amazing how many people have like went into entrepreneurship in that way. Like you hear their stories mm -hmm. and you hear how they got started and you're like, so you're saying that if that would have never happened, that this wouldn't exist. Yeah. So grateful for that. Yeah. Um, and it's just a weird perspective on something, I guess, kind of horrific, mm -hmm. but I'm grateful that you're here and I cannot wait to get to know you more. I think we should hang out more. I think yeah, we, we should. <laughs> I think it'll be great. Um, well, we're coming up on time. So is there any last things that you mm -hmm. want to tell people who are listening? Like if you had one thing that you wanted people to get from this podcast today, what is it? I think a lot of women are scared to come to terms with their hair loss. And they don't think, uh, they, they feel like they're <clears throat> alone in it. And I just want to welcome them to come in and just see what is available because you can get your confidence back so easily. We can try things on. We can, you know, look at your hair. We can come up with a plan to feel better about yourself. That sounds so like, you know, like vain, but it's not. Because we have to feel good when we look in the mirror. We have to feel good about ourselves. That's why we wash our face. That's why we, you know, we'll pick out fun glasses. I'm looking at Miranda's glasses, and they're beautiful. They're so fun. Well, you pick those out because they're cool, and they made you feel good when you put mm -hmm. them on your face. So I think women need to, um, you know, just... It's okay. You can come in. You can talk to me. You can call me. You can text me. You can... You know, we could do a video chat if you don't want to leave your house. Just know that I'm here for you. Actually, my slogan is I'm here for you. Hair. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm here for you. So I will have all of her socials and uh, information just linked into our podcast from today. Yeah. And Thank you, Grace. Yeah, thank you for coming. Like, I've learned, again, I have learned so much tonight. Some of the stuff I didn't want to learn. But on this podcast... I know, we'll keep those for, like, the inside jokes. But I have learned so much, and I appreciate you coming on. And, yeah, I can't wait to see how your business thrives. We're going to look back at this in a year, and it's just going to be... It's going to be crazy. We're going to be yep. like, do you remember when Tracy was on the show? And now she's just doing all the cool shit. But thank you all for listening, and I appreciate both of you for being here tonight, and I can't wait to see what happens in the future. <laughs>